Yo, this is Rob Harvilla from 60 Saws That Explain the 90s, the world's greatest loopy and perverse and inaccurately named music nostalgia podcast. We're doing 90 songs now because there's too many songs. Pearl Jam, Jay-Z, Jewel, U2, Cher, Hootie. These are just some of the names people yell at me on the internet because we're back. More great songs, more rad special guests, more loopy perversity. Join us once more on 60 Songs That Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwa. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with relationship news. We're doing some a new cringe mode. It's cringe mode Oscar nominees, Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. <laughs> and we're also discussing recession brunettes. <laughs> Okay. okay, let's do it. I just love the sometimes the pregnant pauses we leave after you yeah. <laughs> introduce a very chaotic show. Um, but let's get into it. Tea Time is checking in with uh, relationship news. This first one I'm dying to talk about. Go ahead, Amelia. Okay, it's the update everyone is asking. I'm kidding. No, um, this is it's the GMA three people. TJ and Amy, you know, we talked about them several podcasts ago, how they had an affair and then he had other affairs and then they were back on TV and it's just, it's not, it's messy, but it's like amazing. But yeah. they have been off the air because ABC is insane. And now they are definitely off the air because they, they have parted ways with ABC last Friday, which is Whatever. I guess ABC didn't want the ratings. They didn't want to beat the Today Show. So, but they, but Amy and TJ are still going strong because they were seen out and about in LA holding hands after the news broke. So, 
maybe joke is going to be on us, you guys. You remember at first we were really pro this couple and then we realized mm. that he has had a couple of past relationships at work. Right, and then right. we're like, oh no, maybe he's just relationship at work guy. And, but they're still going strong. So maybe, you know. So maybe, yeah, I fools. wish them the best. Yeah. Uh, I like her. He's, he's kind of, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just like you don't don't have that many affairs with people at your work. I don't know. Whatever, whatever. What are two at most? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Not exactly. That many. I mean, yeah. Do you see the stain in the headlines? Like, do you see them? They're obviously paparazzi for a hot second and mm. they still kind of are. Do you see this? Do you see them like having a long I, runway in the know, Daily Mail? I feel like this might be the beginning of the end. Which, okay. Yeah. You know, because it's just like, well, if they're gone from GMA three, then we're right. like, okay, who cares? So I'm, right. I hope that you know she gets hired somewhere. I guess him too, but um, I, yeah, I don't know. And now they're talking about replacements. Um, mm. they're saying that Rhiannon Alley or Ally and Demarco Morgan may replace Amy and TJ. I don't know either of those people, but I don't either. <laughs> good luck to them, I guess. <laughs> Um, Okay, other relationship news. This is, these two are short, but Adam Levine had his third baby with Bahati Prinsloo. And you guys remember earlier, I guess it was 2022, the whole Adam Levine cheating affair saga. And the only reason this caught my eye was because at the time when this story broke, the whole thing from this girl's TikTok was that Adam Levine wanted to name his unborn daughter after her name is Sumner. So no name yet, not a lot of details. Their other two daughters are Geo Grace and Dusty Rose. Obviously, they, it will not be named Sumner, but I just thought of it because I was like, wow, that that was a thing at a certain time before. Imagine if yeah. it was like a different mistress, you know, like he just was like, well, that one's out, but people yeah. don't know about this one. I but know. We I know about like... most of them now, it seems like. So, so is it a boy? Oh, uh, I does not say. Uh, but okay. if Sumner said that she, I don't know. I have no idea. Who knows? Maybe it's a boy or yeah, a girl. I guess that's a gender neutral name. It could go either yeah, way. Right. That's true. Yeah. Well, we'll find out eventually. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then really quickly in other baby news, this is, I think, just for me. So I'm sorry. But Molly May and Tommy Fury, the most iconic Love Island UK couple to ever exit that villa, had their first baby. And if you guys are on Love Island TikTok, you'll know this because- one of the challenges at the very end of the show is to, you know, have a baby, like a doll for 24 hours. So there's a oh, lot I was of like, have an actual like, baby. <laughs> no, no, it's a doll. You know how you do in high school and you like yeah, have yeah, to yeah. take care of it for the a day. Egg. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a lot of cute edits because they like practice being parents. They were really freaking cute. And now they have their own Aww. baby. But the baby's name is Bambi. And so that's that. They're really big Disney people, but I also think it could be people are saying um, it's derived from the word bambino, which means child in Italian. Anyway, have you guys seen the thing online where it's like sad beige babies or like sad beige toddlers? Yes. Where like these like Instagram moms like only cover their shit in like beige toys, beige rooms, like no color. The Kim no Kardashian effect. Yes. I mean, you should see this baby's nursery. I would I would implore someone to come in with a, a colorful blanket or two. Oh my um, God. But- Wow. Yeah, I'm really happy well, for them. I love her. You know, I've also been kind of following this because I did see that Tommy Fury, he's like a 
boxer dude. Yep. He, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, him and Jake Paul are going to fight in like a couple of weeks. And again, Jake Paul announced this baby before they got to. Okay, <gasps> Amelia. Now we're talking. I know. I saw that and I was like, could that be? But then That's it was like so right around rude. the right time. And he was right. He was right. That's so rude. <laughs> He's such an asshole. I hope Tommy Fury knocks him out. Off mic, I will have to talk to you about Tommy Fury's boxing career because okay. there's, it's actually more twisted so and roundabout than you oh. even think. So we'll have to talk okay. about that another time. Oh, yeah. I like it. Um, okay. Last piece of relationship news. Giselle is thriving. She has been thriving ever since she split with Tom Brady, arguably before she split with Tom Brady. Uh, we've talked about her a couple times over the course of the saga, which seems never ending since Tom Brady has now retired again. Um mm. We talked about her. Uh, people thought she was a witch and she had been um, supporting his career thus far. And then he kind of floundered when she stopped. A lot of theories out there. And she's been in the news lately because uh, she was pictured in Costa Rica with her trainer, Joaquim Valente. Mm. Um, and they were like running to get it's what trainers do. But people, he's like kind of hot. She's hot. People were like, are they dating? We don't think they are. They said they're not romantically linked, but uh, they look good together. So, you know, she likes athletes. Consider it. Um, however, she's back in the news this week because <laughs> Tom Brady, again, announced his second retirement. Everyone has deja vu. Some people like the New York Times, like re-ran their first article on his retirement and just oh, like wait, updated really? it. Oh, my God. And gosh. they were like, why waste a good article? And they like That's did it funny. again, um, <laughs> which was pretty good. And he posted this big, long Instagram thing about his retirement with pictures of her and his kids and his career. And she commented <laughs> on it normal thing to do uh, and said, wishing you only wonderful things in this new chapter of your life, which on the surface is like very polite, you know, Mm -hmm. nice thing to say. But like if you sit with it and Mm. you think about it, it was like pretty petty, like in a (sighs) subtle way, like in a it's mean and like rude in a very subtle, polite way. Right. It, like rem- did, just the wording, the like, yeah, wishing you wonderful things in this new chapter right. of your life. Like, it's I will like not be there. Life. Right. I will yeah, not be like, there. I could and not like, care any less. Good have luck fun. with this chapter that is destined yeah. for failure without me. You know, did you guys see the tweets? I was like, you know, a relationship is over when the girl starts talking to you like she's an HR and it's just like, <laughs> best of luck. Good luck. Goodbye. Right. That's like, that big HR vibes. Just like, like, yes. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not going to text you. I'm not going to call you. <laughs> But I'll comment on your Instagram. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. It reminds me of the, I just, I constantly think of this headline (laughs) where it was like when Judy, the movie came out and Renee Zellweger, you know, had her old like Judy Garland thing. And then they asked Liza Minnelli about it. And she was like, I'm not going to watch it, but I hope she had fun making it. Like that's (laughs) the energy. It's like unbothered. Like exactly. Oh, you sweet thing. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good quote. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, So that was exciting. I, was going to put something else in this category and then we switched it, but it's like a nice little segue. It's a relationship news segue into not mm. worth the tea. Not to steal right. that introduction from Liz, but it's... Go for it. Okay. David Harbour and Lily Allen did a, a home tour for Architectural Digest. We always love them. And I wanted to put them in relationship news briefly because I forgot that they met on Raya. Like you hear about celebrities on Raya, but not, it's oh. not often that you hear about a celebrity and another equally famous celebrity. Oh, sure. Yeah. Meeting on Raya, getting married, living together, know. having a successful relationship. I didn't so know So they either. originally apparently had told people that they met on a talk show 
Um, oh. And then David Harbour admitted later on that like he was in London doing Black Widow and like by himself after he'd broken up with his previous girlfriend who I actually really like Alison Sudol. Anyway, and they met on Raya and he was like texting her and like she was in Italy and he was in London oh and they God. like got together in Europe and went on a date and wow. the rest is history. They're married. They got married in 2020 very quickly. Actually, wow. it's happened in 2019 and they got married in 2020. Anyway, the point of this is they live together in Brooklyn and they gave Architectural Digest a tour of their townhome. Uh, and it's crazy. And people are very split on whether it's good, crazy or bad, crazy. It's not as crazy as like some of the terrible houses that we've seen. Mm-hmm. I actually really like it. It's sort of like Victorian maximalist where mm. it's like tons of like floral wallpaper and bright colors. And most of the rooms I really like the bedroom, I think is insane. <laughs> uh, the bedroom has like no windows and is pink and just like a giant bed and mm. is like very enclosed and strange. Um, but I think the rest of it is really cool. They got like just crazy carpets and walls and curtains and velvet and what do we think? You guys have lots of interior design opinions. You know what? It makes me appreciate Julia Fox more because I feel like the bar continues to be raised by these celebrity homes and specifically with the interior design. Mm. Like just a home is no longer going to cut it no matter how nice the bones are. Like this is the epitome of what a celebrity needs to bring to this spread yeah. these days. And I'm like, that's unrealistic. No one can put the green and the pink and the florals and the stone and like everything in between. And like actually own items and live there. You know, I was like, I was like, I love this. This is great. This is so fun. I like color. But then I was like picturing it with like kids toys in it or like clothes. And I was like, this becomes truly insane when you like actually place the items that you have to live with. And they are sourced from all over the world. Granted, I know there's professionals that are really good at this and who do that for them. But I'm just like, you know what, Julia Fox, I kind of see it now. Like I would, I kind of appreciate the other side of the spectrum where it's like, it's just a home and we just live there. It's okay. Right. Yeah. Agreed. One other weird thing that people mentioned is they have it looks like a living room. It's carpeted. And then they just have a bathtub. Like it's, I think, supposed to be like their bathroom. Mm. But like the showers elsewhere, the toilets elsewhere. But they just have like, either they have a bathtub in the carpeted living room or they have carpet in their bathroom. Hmm. Which, like, oh, I not, see what you're discussing. You're getting out of the bathtub and getting onto carpet? That's, Whose idea was that? That's not. That's not great. Although now know. that my internet finally loaded, I love this kitchen. That's my thought. The kitchen is great. <laughs> the kitchen's uh, nice. I just, I love the room with the velvet couches, like the oh, green. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just, I'm really into green. I think that's really I great. actually don't mind the pink. I thought I was going to hate it, but I kind of like it. it. It's like very, like what I think of like kooky British person. I don't yeah. know. Mm. Which I guess mm-hmm. is Lily Allen for you. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. David Harbour also like had a really big um, popular tour that he did of his bachelor pad in like 20, yes, I want to say like 2018, 2019. And like, which also, it was not this nearly this place? level. No, it was a, oh. his apartment before he got with her, but it also had a lot of color. It was very like Pinterest chic. <laughs> um, and apparently this is like very much her vision, but you can tell that he's like into color. He likes mm. a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's on, cool. So. Yeah, yeah a shared them. vision. Yeah, um, love yeah, that. that fun. All right, yeah. other Next. random news. Dave Batista is in just so many movies. He's like the new Samuel L. Jackson. He's in like Woo. every movie. Yeah. Which is great. And we love him. However, he uh-huh. told Page Six, he was in an interview. I think he's in some M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yes, where knock he's, at the door. Yeah. Knock at the cabin. Scary knock at and whatever. I just saw him in Glass Onion. He's in a ton of stuff. 
But he was doing an interview with Page Six, and he said that he would love to star in a rom-com, but he's never gotten a single offer for a rom-com. He said, I know I'm not your typical rom-com lead. I'm a little rough around the edges, but I always, you know, I look in the mirror and I, I say, I ask myself, am I that unattractive? Is there oh. something that unappealing about me that excludes no. me from oh. these parts? Dave Batista should do a rom-com. Someone I has to give to him a rom-com. Dave Batista do a rom-com. He would be sure. great. He's funny. He, he looks great. He's got that, yeah. you know, bad yeah. boy appeal. Sure. Dave Batista needs to take Heart a closer look at Hollywood. Not a lot of people are making rom-coms, and we say that well, all right. the time. That's on true. Podcast. It's not a personal problem. It's that a hate true. the player, hate Truly. the game situation. It's yeah. not you. It's everybody. And, and yeah, I'm waiting really for this man is. to be cast. This is great. Maybe this will inspire something. I hope so. I hope so. I would absolutely watch a Dave Batista rom-com. Me too. <laughs> right <laughs> now. He seems like a really cool guy. He would do a great job. Yeah. Anyway, that's our plea. Another plea to Hollywood. Every week (laughs) we're like more rom coms. Mm -hmm. Um, Are we going to watch? I just drove by a billboard yesterday for that Reese Weatherspoon Ashton Kutcher rom com that's coming out next week. Are we watching that? We probably should. We also, Magic Mike 3 comes out soon, although I don't want to go to a theater. I don't like to go. I don't like to leave my apartment. So we may wait on that one until it hits streaming. (laughs) Sorry to derail us. I still have one piece of what actually I consider relationship news, but it's in this other category. We try to keep these things even. Because we give so much lip service to Ben Affleck and J-Lo. We spend so much time talking about those two. You know what? I want to put this woman in the sun and talk about her. Even though this is not really news, Jennifer Garner was caught, caught, you know, paparazzi photograph. (laughs) She's just living her life on a walk and holding her hands with her, quote, CEO boyfriend, John Miller. And I feel like, which I did, I guess these two have been connected back since 2018 after her divorce. And I guess they've been together ever since. They're very low profile. But I just want to call out this relationship because she is thriving as well. And Mm -hmm. Ben Affleck with his new life and his new home with J-Lo, whatever. Jennifer Garner's also, you know, moved on. I feel like she's always like the note. What are you thinking, Kate? I know you're thinking something. I was like, is this the hamburger guy? Excuse me, hamburger guy. And it is. And we talked about him because we... Brought it up because he looks like the guy who played Vaughn on Alias that she dated. And like that was what everyone was talking about when they started dating. Yes. Is that he looked just Ew. like her ex, Michael Varton, from yes. really Never funny. Been Kissed. And I was like, yes. why do we talk about this guy? I can't remember. But that was why. Which like, I yes. guess that's that's great. I can't believe you remember he was a burger guy. Yeah, he's the CEO of Cali Group, which is the owner of the Cali Burger restaurant chain, which living right. in California, I had never heard Cali Burger. <laughs> well, now you know. <laughs> but regardless, maybe I should go we'll keep an eye out. <laughs> so we can support anyway, them. Oh, that's funny. I'm just putting this into the universe because I'm happy and I just feel like yeah. she deserves just as much of like, you know, moved on yeah. storylines as Ben gets. Yes. So Did true. Did you see the photo of him and Ben Affleck like making small talk? No. Uh, Send it they? to me. Okay, I will. Okay, I will. Thank you. And then last piece, Amelia. Last piece. You know, a few weeks ago, (laughs) we talked about Olivia Culpo and her chamber orchestra, which I just want (laughs) to say. Her cello. I I only laugh because it's like, who, who would, it's not because like she's Miss America and whatever. It's literally, if my sister were to tell me, I am doing chamber or I'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's, it's inherently like, funny yes. no matter it's who it so is. It's so funny. Yeah, regardless of who it is. It's just like, who does like, are you the orchestra going down on the Titanic? Like who has <laughs> been in a chamber orchestra since like the 1800s? I don't know, whatever. So like, that's, that's funny to me. But I say this because 
I think I'm going to have to stand Olivia Copel now because Whoa. I I know I started watching her, her show the the Culpo sisters on Discovery Plus. Um, it's really good. I Is really, it, like, really think about it. Is it's it? a little. <laughs> It's a little long. It's like 45 minutes. Oh. And that's a little long for me. And, but it's like, yeah. it reminds me of like, like maybe 2012 through 2015 Kardashians. Keeping oh, up Kardashians. don't bait me like this, I'm Amelia. sorry. I'm so sorry. But it's, and they have a cute little family and it's like her sisters and one of them lives with her and the other one's going through this horrible divorce where she, like, this is literally the first or second episode. The sister's like, yeah, so my husband... I allowed him to have one extramarital affair a year. I saw this. <laughs> yeah. And then she was like, and then I told him recently, I don't want to do this anymore. And he chose to like break up with me. And I was like, what okay. the fuck? So there's like dealing with that. Olivia has all this trauma from dating this asshole NFL player. And so it's like all this crazy. And I'm just like, wow, this is good drama. Because, you know, if you've been watching uh, Kardashians on Hulu, they don't that. No. No, no, it's just a one long PR ploy. So I'm I'm over that show. I'm into the Colpo Sisters. It's a good show. I like it. Wow. I'm so happy that you watched this. This has been kind of like <laughs> floating around. That yeah. little clip of that sister's bad oh my God. breakup has been going viral online. And so now you're our inside scoop. Well, thank you. And also I found out that the sister who was cheated on, her husband was on one of the best seasons of Survivor. But he was voted out before the merge. So, you know, he's a loser. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. That's why we keep you around. This is just amazing <laughs> intel. You have, uh, you. What season? He was on uh, Micronesia, Fans versus Favorites. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you did hook me with the Kardashians comment. So maybe I will tune in just for you. Okay. Um, That's all I could hope for. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. 
You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Okay, let's keep moving. We're doing cringe mode. So I'm going to hand this over to Kate to like better introduce this category than I can and like what we're doing um, for the next couple of weeks. Go ahead, Kate. Thank you. I think we'll be consistent about it. We may, I don't know, do something else for Valentine's Day. But leading up to the Oscars, which are like very far away, so we may yes. go in and out on this. Uh, <laughs> we thought it would be fun to just humble some of the nominees. Really, I think this this idea came up because of Austin Butler, who we started with this week. We made a list of every Oscar nominee, acting nominee, and their cringiest movies uh, because many of them have been in some some tough stuff over the years. And we're just going to watch some of their worst, not necessarily their worst movies, but their worst and most tea time core movies uh, over mm-hmm. the next month and a half leading up to the Oscars. Again, we may go in and out. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, we started with Austin Butler and who we could have done the Carrie Diaries. I thought about suggesting an episode of the Carrie Diaries, but instead we had to stay on brand. We went with Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure from 2011. Correct. Great. Uh, I'm obsessed with this series. Let's do the plot. Yes. This did start as we were like, for science, we have to just listen to his real voice, which we'll talk about momentarily. But this was a Disney Channel original movie, but it was the first one. It went straight to DVD first, and then it aired on the <laughs> Disney Channel. So history made. Um, it starts out with our girl Sharpay from High School Musical performing mm-hmm. at her parents' country club with her dog. She's like doing a little number. Um, and she gets seemingly scouted by this Broadway agent, convinces her parents to let her move to New York, trying to make it on Broadway. As soon as she gets there, everything goes wrong. Her penthouse doesn't allow dogs. The Broadway show, they actually just wanted her dog to star in. They didn't actually want her. She meets Austin Butler, who's like a family friend. um, And he's a student at NYU making a documentary. And basically, he like helps her out, gets her somewhere to live. Uh, She agrees to be like star in his documentary. And basically, the whole movie is like Sharpay trying to like suck up to this mean girl who's like starring in this show. She's like a dog hater. She hates dogs. She doesn't want them in the play. I'm like, why did you do one with dogs then? Anyway, um, she's like feuds with this little kid whose dog is like competing with her dog. Uh, and ultimately, she like exposes the mean girl dog hater and takes her, her role and lives happily ever after with Austin Butler. Also, the dogs fall in love. We'll talk about it. It's great. Quite the movie. Okay. Let's do the highlights. And I'm going first because I think this is extremely important to discuss. I wonder if you yes, guys. It agree. is. This is like the, this was the number one reason we watched this. <laughs> to no Austin Butler's credit. <laughs> His voice uh. in this movie made in 2011 is so much closer to his Elvis voice than the public had me believe. I thought this man went through a 180 transformation with his voice. It is comparable. Obviously, there's like a certain drawl that Elvis has and a way of speaking and an accent, but like he is a deep voice, people. And I think everyone kind of overreacted. I'm a little disappointed with the two. What did you guys think? I totally agree. I I think the tone of it, I wasn't expecting either. And maybe I just hadn't watched enough clips or whatever pre Elvis. And again, Mm. the accent, he has clearly has an accent now that did not exist at this point, but he hasn't like deepened it. He hasn't changed the tone. Correct. He's deepened it. 
Wow. I mean, I maybe a little bit. I but think it's pretty deep, deep. but it no, is it is deep. deep. It's deep. It wasn't but it's as like, different as I wanted it to be. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's not like you're going. You're going from here to here, but it's like <laughs> right. You're going from here to here. Kind Interesting. Of. That's okay. what I, how I heard it. As. Yeah. Sure. I was just more pleasantly surprised because I didn't know what that previous voice had sounded like. And his first couple lines when he's introduced is just, he, and it almost, ha- he doesn't, I don't know. There was Elvis there. Vanessa Hudgens was on to something back then when she yeah. was like, you should play Elvis. Cause there were, there were through lines and I was, uh, I think we're getting up on him too hard. <laughs> Granted, the, the him keeping it is kind of certifiably insane, but <laughs> it's not so big of a transformation. I was pleasantly right. surprised. Hey, listen, I, I thought he was great in the role. I <laughs> I saw Peyton? that movie and I was like, well, no, no, Elvis. I mean, he was fine in this okay. too. But, <laughs> but in Elvis, you know, I've, I've been yeah, heralding he his performance yes, he since has. I saw it. So it's Yeah, fine. it's just the question of how long he'll keep it. Yeah. I have to be honest. He has such a baby face in this mm. that I was actually way more distracted. I was like Googling like Austin Butler plastic surgery while instead of like paying attention to his voice, <laughs> which is the jury's out. However, mm. uh, he is pretty young. So like, you know, mm. you look different when you're younger. You have more buccal fat in your face oh, <laughs> as we discovered. Don't um, you dare. But he really looks, I think, facially extremely different than he does now, which was more distracting mm-hmm. to me than the voice, actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. I get uh, that, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is he still? Does he still have the dark hair, or is he blonde again? I I don't even know. You know, I'm honestly He's not blonde. sure. I don't know. Um, Amelia, what else? What was the highlight for you? You know, I think the highlight for me is that it from the beginning, this movie gives us what we want. Like Sharpay, it's just it starts with her singing about being iconic and referencing like fashion designers, and I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. That's what we want. We know her signature song is fabulous, which appears <laughs> at the end of this film. I love how they took that from In the High credits. Yeah. Too. yeah, exactly. They they know what they're doing. So, um, yeah, that was great. I was like, thank you. Yeah, you know what we want. So, yeah, thanks. agreed. And like, it's it can't be overstated that like this movie literally in the first second starts with her singing. Like it opens on her face. It doesn't set the scene. It doesn't go introducing Sharpay. Literally the first second of this movie, she starts singing. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, did I skip? Because Liz uh, uses my Disney Plus account. And I literally thought like Liz, I had started it in like the middle. And like, I was at the point that Liz had been watching. Like I was, it was so jarring. And then I was like, no, this literally is just, they just start with her immediately singing. (laughs) Like she says the word fab before the 20 second (laughs) mark. I was like, Mm -hmm. this is, could not be more on brand for her, Mm -hmm. which is great. But it was Mm -hmm. jarring. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. What else? Um, I would say I also enjoyed Sharpay's insults. They're actually like they're top tier. Uh, she has yeah. like this rapport with this little boy who owns the dog, as Kate talked about. Um, and he's you know bantering with her, and she just says, "Sorry, which Smurf were you again?" And I'm just like, <laughs> "LOL, thank you." So great Ashley dialogue Tisdale. in here. Some yeah. great dialogue. And on that note, I think Ashley Tisdale is very good at bantering with children because she did it on <laughs> Sweet Life. She's doing it here. She's True. good with bantering with kids. Right. Which she should have leaned into that more. She yeah. really should. Yeah. Speaking of the dogs, I couldn't decide if the dog love story was a highlight or a lowlight. This is going to be an unpopular opinion on this podcast. Uh, but literally like the dog that she owns boy and then mm-hmm. countess, which is the dog that it's competing with, like their owners are feuding, but they're having like this love story. <laughs> like, on, like they keep like locking eyes. And mm-hmm. I decided it was a highlight when they included an entire sequence of like 
them falling in love and running away together. There's like mm. rain. They go on a carriage ride. <laughs> and I think it's a highlight because these dogs could have been way uglier. Like uh, the classic, <laughs> like mean girl, okay. blonde, like dog. It could have oh. been a chihuahua. Could have been one of those shitty little white dogs. Oh, could have been a poodle. <laughs> could have been a little rat thing. Instead, oh. it's like this cute little terrier. And then oh Countess is like a King Charles Spaniel. I'm like, these dogs could have been way uglier. If I'd written oh. this script, the dogs would have been uglier. So actually, I decided this was a highlight because the dogs oh were cute. Oh my God. I could not disagree okay. with you more, but I'm going to save it till I get to my own <laughs> oh, low life. So. That's fair. Ooh. Um, okay. Do you want to talk about the doggy date sequence? I just did, Liz. Okay. You just checked out during the doggy date talk. However, they did also have a scene set to Baby by Justin Bieber. Uh, See, that's what I was waiting yes. for. Yes, yes. Jeez, that was, I left that part out. Uh, that right. was crazy. I was not expecting yeah, that. Yeah, they couldn't get the rights to the real songs. So they just like included a cover <laughs> of really Baby. Funny. So that was Do you think it was Ashley Tisdale? Like, well, she was singing one of the songs. Wasn't she singing it? So she was singing something. I, I don't think know. it was Never a man, mind. but was it a man? Okay, you I both apologize. clearly skipped the doggy date sequence, so it's no, fine. No, no, no! I can't imagine. Fast forward. <laughs> oh. Whatever, you guys. All right, let's move to low lights. That's clearly the uh, the meat and potatoes of this episode. First off, her wig. O M G. This was not attached to her head in any proper way. It sat matted on her scalp and she deserved better. <laughs> it, it. it was so bad in the one of these opening scenes that, you know, Disney Plus doesn't allow screenshots. So I had to take a picture of my camera, of my computer with my phone, oh, airdrop <laughs> the picture to my computer so I could put it in this outline so that I could stare at it while we talked about it. It's like mm. next to her eye and like literally it looks like they took a glue stick and like yeah. glued okay. a, a matted blonde thing to her eye. It's so bad. And we were just talking. What were we just talking about? Yeah. The wigs were good. What were we watching? God, Where we were God, like, the right. wigs are so much better in this. What happened to Hollywood? Heartbreakers. Heartbreakers. Oh, right. Wait, oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Liz, you weren't there for that. And Susan Sarandon. Um, not Susan Sarandon. Um, who Jennifer was Love Hewitt. Who was the other one? The oh. other woman. Sigourney I just said Weaver. Susan Sarandon. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver. Thank you. I was oh, like, it's not okay. Susan Sarandon. I knew that was wrong. Sorry, Kaya Susan Sarandon. Coming oh to our rescue here. Anyway. Oh my uh, God. I'm those so wigs sorry. were great. And then wig technology took a dive apparently in 2011. <laughs> yeah. That's well, not damn. bad. Also, because this is cringe mode, I felt like Austin Butler's documentary filmmaking was so cringy. Oh, <laughs> it's like, you know, the role in movies where it's like the person who like runs the student newspaper and they've like got the, the oh my camera God. everywhere. It was like that vibe the whole yes, time. That was. is not a legitimate love interest for Ashley Tisdale. They should have tied him in some other way. Yeah. I get yeah. the artsy NYU student, but just like his camera, it was just, it was a no. And then my main low light is this is a, a movie about dogs. This is a dog movie. And Ashley Tisdale is merely a vehicle in which to talk about the dogs. I was shocked. And you're right, Kate. I did skip through a couple of dog parts because this is <laughs> this is a dog movie. And the whole thing revolved around a show about dogs. The amount of close-up shots that these two dogs got of their two little faces looking at each other, mm. way too much. It felt like it felt like all the humans are just like ancillary characters. And it was about dogs. <laughs> Do you guys disagree? Wow. Remember when we had a bit about how Amelia hated dogs and she was like number <laughs> oh, one dog yeah. hater of the world? Liz, you've taken that title. Congratulations. That's fine. Don't, don't make it. If it's going to be a dog movie, just advertise it uh, as such. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is not a movie right. about short pay. It's like hotel for dogs, but 
Exactly. You know, they didn't tell us it was hotel. It should have been show for dog. I was duped into thinking this was like an Ashley Tisdale movie. Duped. <laughs> um, next little light, Amelia. <laughs> I'm sorry, but where the fuck is Ryan? Yes. <laughs> you can't have a Sharpay movie without like at least a mention or like a, a cameo from Ryan. I don't like what? Well, it's just inexplicable and honestly offensive. I 1000% agree. This is my number one low light. And I was like, I literally Googled it because I was like, where the, was he busy? Was he doing something else? No, it gets worse. So Lucas Grable, Grable, who plays Ryan and her twin brother, they're inseparable in the high school musical movies. He doesn't even get a mention in this movie. It turns out in a scene exclusive to television and Netflix, he is in a deleted scene where he shows up. He takes a break from his quote musical tour around the country. Um. He pays her a visit after she becomes a star on Broadway to congratulate her. And then Ryan like hangs out on her. You know, she has the fold down bed. That's like a joke, mm, a continuing joke. He like relaxes onto the bed and it like, like oh, flips funny. up with him inside of it. Nice. And they deleted it. Classic they Ryan. Like, People don't need to see Ryan. What? What? Oh, I know. They don't know their audience. That's actually Not like really offensive. I know. It's I also like narratively. That. I'm like, they're, they're literally like, he's her. She has her friends like booking her these flights and stuff. I was like, this would, Ryan would be doing this. Ryan this would be doing this. That is so rude. I know. It's Bullshit. so rude. Yeah. Sorry. Hated it. And then, of course, we don't even get like a Ryan's Fabulous Adventure. We, we It's just, <laughs> no. you know. We don't. Rude. I know. So, whatever. Also, I just want to, I don't, I didn't really know where to put this, but the, some of these lines are hilarious. This one made me laugh. Where the, she's talking to the dad. And of course, they have to establish a timeline like when this is occurring. And so the dad goes, <laughs> sweetheart, when you graduated high school almost a year ago, do you remember oh, what you said to me? <laughs> I love that. Honestly, this was helpful because I didn't know when it was happening. Yeah, <laughs> I right. really needed that. <laughs> it was in place. I was like, how yeah. old is she supposed to be? <laughs> oh. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, I so do good. have a dog related low light. Yeah. So okay. this dog's name is Boy, B-O-I. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they say it all the time during this movie. Again, the dog is a significant character. This is a terrible name for a dog, especially Sharpay's <laughs> dog. It's completely off-brand. Her dog would be named like something stupid, like Prince, Archibald, Sparkles, Fluff Nugget the Fourth. And mm-hmm. I guess he's supposed to seem like a dog of the people compared to Countess, oh, okay. which is like the like posh dog that like oh. is. But I'm like, Sharpay oh. is rich and she has a you know, a rich girl dog. And his name would not yeah. be Boy. Come on. Boy's all-time bad dog name. <laughs> really bad. Really bad. It's like confusing and unimaginative. It, is. it actually was it confusing, confusing from a dialogue perspective. And it doesn't make sense mm. at all for her character. Like it no. just, I'm like, you would name him like, I don't know, something dumb. Like Ruffles. Agreed. <laughs> um, and then my other little light, you know, this movie ends with like her exposing the mean girl and like taking her role or whatever. Ooh. And she does it through like the classic like, Oh, your mic's on during your villainous <sighs> monologue where you admit to everything that you've done. So like, good. Listen, I wasn't expecting high art from this movie. Okay. Oh. But this twist has been done 1,000 times. Sorry, just, I love like, it. There was no other I way. Love it. I love it. When that happened, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Every time I was like, speaking of the mean girl, I was like, first of all, I think it's funny that she was a redhead because they were like, we already have a bl- like a mean blonde. Like, we have to, oh, we need yeah, a, like a different redhead. hair color. And then like, it's, I did find it a low light where it's like, you can't have someone meaner and pettier than Sharpay. You know, like it, like that's her thing. Yeah. I, like, I understand you have to have a mean girl, but like 
making her like a good and and well-adjusted and kind person compared to this girl. I was like, you kind of took away what we love about Sharpay is just her just being a bitch. That's um, but yeah, it was fine. All right, let's yeah. see what's age the best and the worst. The first is when Ashley Tisdale first moves into this luxury penthouse New York apartment that is supposed to be like, High fashion hired only, you know, up to Sharpay standards. And it is like the ugliest apartment I've ever seen. It's like purple couch, red carpet, nasty. She moves out. It was, I thought the apartment was actually going to play like a much bigger role. And I thought we'd revisit it. It comes and it goes. So it's not a huge note, but I just thought it was funny. It kind of placed us in 2011, I thought. <laughs> it yeah, for sure. And then it's the worst. I think Ashley Tisdale could have had such a longer and more fruitful career if mm. she leaned into rom-coms because she is good, like you said, Amelia, playing off children. She's very expressive. She's like got good acting chops, physical comedy chops. And she really just didn't do a whole lot. Like High School Musical became just like her whole career and then this spinoff. And now she's just kind of like an, inf- you know, she's just like a influencer person. Anyway, mm. Maybe it's the screenshot that Kate, you attach where she looks like Britney Snow, like identically. But okay, yes. I just was like, you could have done, they, there could have been more. We need to make more rom-coms yeah. in the millions. I was like, picturing her like in Pitch Perfect. when I, I almost said this. I yeah. think it was the auditioning thing that made me think of like make that connection. But she yeah. could have done that. She could have had like a second revival as like yeah. older mean girl, basically. I totally, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I agree. That's or funny. she could have been like cool she babysitter funny. falls in like, love with Like she's legitimately yeah. very Oh, funny. yeah. 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 It's a waste. Damn. Well, it is a waste. Um, Amelia? <laughs> um, I am going to say that I I liked that Austin, but I don't even remember his name in this film. I'm Peyton. sorry. Uh, Peyton? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Peyton. His character, Peyton. His dream is to win an Oscar. Yeah. And he like, when she's talking to him, she's like, do you have to film everything? And he's like, yes, because this is my shot. If my professor loves in my film, he's going to talk about it. Then there's buzz. Then it gets to festivals. Then it gets distribution. And then I get a studio deal. And then I'm getting an Oscar. And I was like, nice. life imitating art. I love wow. it. Love he spoke it. it. He spoke it into being. He really did. He did. He's an optimistic guy in this movie. So uh, yeah, true. Know, I guess he really mm-hmm. did manifest that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Just a couple things. It's the best worst. This is both. Him just filming every random thing <laughs> in the street and like accosting people and coming up to her with a camera randomly without telling her what he's doing or asking really reminded me of like the dudes, like the men on the street with like the TikToks nowadays. Oh, God. Just like, what are you listening to? It's like, I, That Stop. gives me so much anxiety that like Same. I don't want to go outside. I know. Or I want to go to malls. I don't want to go to malls. Right. And like it's aged accurately, but like it's aged bad. like it's badly. Like I'm like, That's I don't really want, funny. I don't like That's that this great, still happens. Yeah, point. Um, age the worst is just like the concept of this, like this show, a girl's best friend or whatever, this would close in a week. And like our girl Sharpay would be back on a plane to Albuquerque. Like this would not make it on Broadway. It's a bad show. It's a show about dogs. It would, it would, it would close in no time. Um, listen, did you see that theater? It was filled. Okay. It's true. That is true. Uh, no one else chose an MVP. Do you all agree with me? I didn't because I, I I hate because I sometimes it's like oh I want them to choose first you know I just like I don't want to take the the only I have character a MVP. that's like did so anyone take okay. Ashley Tisdale well does I want to take Ashley Tisdale yeah. as the MVP yeah I want to dibs okay great do you want to talk about it yes Ashley Tisdale deserved <laughs> a long fruitful career and she just was not utilized the best and it should this movie should have been more about Ashley Tisdale less dog. 
My MVP is the dog. Uh, wow. His name is Boy. However, fun fact, Boy was played by director Kenny Ortega's dog in High School Kenny. Musical 2 and 3. They just put his dog in there, which I was like, this is why the dog is cute. Oh, because that's cute. why they didn't choose that's an ugly really dog, funny. like a chihuahua. And also, Ashley said, well, it's played by two other dogs in this movie. And Ashley said they were actually really frustrating to work with. <laughs> which I thought was funny. Did um, she elaborate or no? Just maybe she was she like, she then was like, Oh, play. but they were cute. She kind of like couched it. Cause she doesn't hate dogs like Liz. Um, but apparently what's it was, dog it was lover, a little FYI. What's interesting so. to me is like, I've seen pictures of her like on red carpets with this dog. So it's like, was this a contractual thing where she had to carry around this dog to like probably. every premiere and like, I'm kind of, yeah. I wow. Bet. We should have looked that up. Well, she probably didn't have a premiere for this, but uh, well, <laughs> I was going to say, we should have looked up some outfits for this press tour, but yeah. I probably didn't get one. <laughs> Um, okay, quickly, the lightning round. The best quote, I'm giving it to Ashley Tisdale talking about the Murphy bed in the new, the tiny closet New York apartment. And she goes, that is not a bed. It's a closet with a tongue. Nice. Like, that's a really nice way Good. to describe that. That's funny. Um, I like the scene. And I, again, I think this highlights Ashley Tisdale's ability to do comedy. Uh, Austin Butler goes, wait, as in like, wait, wait there, wait. And she goes, um, about 105, but it's really not polite to ask. Nice. That's a quip. That's I was quick. like, love it, Ashley. Good yes. Good, Good one. one. Funny. Um, my favorite line was early on when her friends were uh, like booking her flights and finding her at this penthouse. Her friend gets off the phone and goes, it's equidistant from Chanel. And Wicked. I was like, that's all you need when you move to New York. Equidistant from Chanel (laughs) and Wicked. Also like very 2011. Yeah. Favorite outfit, Kate? I thought it was really funny that she coordinated with the dog the whole time. Uh, I did appreciate that. I think I'll I'll take the pink, excuse me, the pink sequined coat that she arrives in. The dog has a matching one. It's just like a really obnoxious pink trench coat. I'm taking her outfit at the very end of the movie when she sees Austin Butler again and she's got kind of a white floral ornament in her hair dangling down with like a little chandelier like hitting her cheeks and then she's got a matching insane ornate bag and I'm very mad at Disney Plus for not allowing us to screenshot and I, I'm just stupid. <laughs> the hair jewelry is also phone. very 2011. Oh, yes. And the earrings, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Agreed? I loved all the sequins because that's yeah. Sharpay. Yeah, I was exactly. Like, nice. On brand. Okay, this is good, this final question. I did not write it. The question is, what clip from this movie would you choose to run as Austin Butler's Oscar reel? Kate wrote it. Good yeah. job, Kate. You know, the, I thought it'd be funny to ask this for all the uh, the nominees that we go through, but you know the one where like, before they're like, nominated for Elvis, Austin Butler, and then they like, show like a 10 second yeah. clip or something mm-hmm, like about mm-hmm. why he deserves it. So I was trying to think of what scene in this movie uh, would be the best pick. And he actually, it's not that embarrassing of a movie for him. Like it is, mm. but mm-hmm. he doesn't do that much stuff where I'm like, wow, this scene yeah. is really embarrassing. Yeah. He does give her a lot of like earnest pep talks. Yes. So I thought maybe the scene where he's in the theater, he like shows everyone the tape of her singing and then like gives her <laughs> this like very earnest pep talk about like she's a star. Um, yeah. Just like the idea of like Oscar nominee Austin Butler giving a pep talk to Ashley Tisdale about being like, yeah. you're a star and the world is like what you make of it. Um, That's a good one. It's pretty embarrassing and pretty funny. Yeah. Amelia? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, you know, I don't think it, this movie is that embarrassing for him. I mean, just, I mean, maybe starring in a, you know, right. the concept of it is, but yeah, like right. the actual, exactly. like his scenes and his lines aren't. Correct. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cause he is a good character. Like, like he's a nice yeah. guy. Yeah. And he's trying to help her and stuff. But uh, when he tells Sharpay that she shouldn't trust the mean girl, Amber Lee, and they like break up or they're like no longer friends, he, he, 
he's like leaving and he turns around and he's like, one more question. What happened to that hot pink whirlwind that I saw through my lens the first day you got here? It's like, okay, this is what he's working with. Yes. You know, he can't, there's, there's only so much That's he can do choice. when this is like the yes. script. There's right. a lot of like, who are you now? And then like really like earnest like betrayal. Up. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that is, a, uh, that'd be pretty embarrassing. But okay. overall, not as bad as I thought it would be for him. Yeah. No, no. He comes out pretty unscathed. And now we're yeah. team Austin Butler voice. Not that well, or I yeah. am. I am. So I'll yeah, me too. Yay, go Austin. Okay, let's do tea times unanswerable questions. Just a hilarious roundup this week. I have to say. Go ahead, Kate. Um, are are people really going recession brunette? And do I need to stop buying gas and eggs because of it? Yes. <laughs> I'm. It's been about a year into my blonde journey, like year and a, going on a year and a half. And a Business Insider ran a piece this week that I actually thought was a great idea. Uh, for a piece because girls on TikTok are talking about how it's too expensive to be blonde right now. And uh, due to the recession, a lot of them are dyeing their hair brown basically to yeah. save costs. And the, the, like the headline was like, Oh, like recession brunette, whatever trend is happening because of the recession. And then the deck goes, people are choosing to pay for essentials like eggs and gas instead of maintaining their blonde hair. Like as if you need, like, it's like one or the other. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so that was a bit of an attack, but I read the article and it was actually really interesting. A lot of times like economic downturns like cause this to happen. So like the ombre trend, people think was tied to the recession oh. last time because it became like really oh. trendy to like have those like grown out layers and like oh the like God. low maintenance hairstyles like hairstyle in this article like these hairstylists were like yeah that, that was like is so fascinating of, yeah the the like housing crisis led oh, to the oh ombre God. trend what? so they think that's what they said so they think no, I, I mean it. obviously it's not like direct but supposedly yeah, there's but, a tie there so now oh, all these wow. girls that they interviewed are like yeah it's just like too expensive to stay blonde right now um and so they think that- there's going to be a significant uptick in like normal people who are blonde not like celebrities <laughs> but normal people yeah uh, going brunette during uh the economic downturn right now kate are you gonna stay strong are you gonna keep but see that's the, the unanswerable question yeah. i mean i guess we'll have to see this is if i have a strong craving for, for eggs like what is a girl to do right uh i mean i can walk everywhere and i can eat cereal but i just at what point see. in the economy are you going to bring back your bangs? Is that like an economic upturn? Well, I kinda Is that kind of them. like a crash? I, I have. They're kind of here. I, I trim like them myself. But the full bangs that will that will take a, a psychotic break. Okay, <laughs> to happen again. So we'll see. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Stay tuned. My question, and there is an answer, and yet is is there really? Because we can't fully get to the bottom of it. Um, this this tweet was earlier this week and I actually laughed out loud. I sent it to Tea Time and Slack late at night. Thank God Kate was online, responded to it. And I laid awake all night waiting for Amelia to read it. Okay, <laughs> here's the tweet. It's at Baysy Hive. It's like a <laughs> fan account. Oh my God. And it's got the little siren emoji, which typically people save for, you know, some like important news. And it says, breaking, Beyonce was chased by a camel after her concert in Dubai last week, TMZ Stop! reports. Okay. Okay. And you're like, haha, I guess that's kind of humorous. No. The photo attached to this tweet is, I can't, okay. So, you know, Beyonce's like iconic, like Dubai kind of like performance oh, outfit is like big yellow, bright dress. Mm-hmm. And there is a, like, what looks like CTV footage of a woman in a yellow dress. <laughs> 
like a woman in a yellow dress sprinting down the street. <laughs> it's like a blur. It's like, it's a blur. Oh my God. And then there is like some unknown animal, perhaps a camel, like chasing after this person. <laughs> and like everyone who is like anywhere in pop culture knows if like TMZ reports it, it's true. Okay. You could even just tweet that TMZ said it and everyone would be like, yeah, that just gives you instant credibility. So I thought for one half of a second, this was real. Okay. Spoiler alert. It's not. But what is with this photo? This is such a mystery to me now. Is this just... Like, where did this come from? I also want, that's what I want to know too, is like, what came first? Like, did yes. they come up with like, I'm going to start a rumor that Beyonce got chased by a camel? Or did they come across this picture and go, you know, oh. that kind of looks like it could be Beyonce. And then they mm, created this rumor. Probably like, that. Is it right? the chicken or the egg? Is it the camel or the dress? Like, I just, I need to know how this came about. I genuinely like purposefully did not. I knew that it was false, but I didn't yeah. want to know. And it so I purposely did not. That. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like not Claus. look because I was like, I'm choosing. This is my reality now. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. the world well, is what you make of it. What's funny is like when you Google Beyonce chased by a camel, there's already like, quote unquote, footage. It's like this guy's like Beyonce chased by a camel in Dubai. Full footage. It's like, OK. OK. Oh, there is. Oh, my God. And you I mean, know I, it too. I don't. Yeah. There was so much sneaky footage released from that trip of hers oh, to Dubai God. that I kind of believe anything. You know oh, what I mean? There so it was much, like so under wraps, right? So that like yeah. you could almost believe that like it didn't get out until now, you know? Yeah. But apparently oh. not. Oh, fuck. All right. Anyway, Sad. that really made my week. <laughs> I had to bring it up. Every yeah. once in a while, there's a tweet. It's like the Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Bella Hadid oh, tweet. This one. God. I'm just like putting that in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. That's a good uh, one. Last question, Amelia. Okay, my question is, who is Jessica Simpson's, quote, massive movie star, unquote, Paramore? Because the one and only Miss Jessica Simpson decided to write an essay for like Amazon, I guess. Uh, I guess Amazon is doing this now or they're like, write an essay. I don't know. Um, And it's called movie star. They always say they're single. And uh, she talks about like this mystery, hot A-lister who eyed her up and down at the 2001 MTV Video Music Awards. And she was still with Nick. But then when uh, she broke up or she got his number, but when she was like kind of off with Nick, and then she was back on with him. But then later, uh, they, they got married and everything. Then they got divorced in 2006. She ended up sharing a kiss with this mystery A-lister hunk um, at the Beverly Hills Hotel. And then she ran into him again at the gym. And then he was like, I don't have a girlfriend, even though like he did have a girlfriend. And then she mm-hmm. and him were hooking up all the time. And she thought that, you know, he didn't have a girlfriend, but he did. And then she was like, I started to feel like a call girl because I was only there, you know, for sex and stuff. And so so she just gives this whole account of this affair with this movie star. And everyone is like, who is the movie star? Yeah. So people have gone back through like, you know, the Getty images to see who was at the 2001 MTV Music uh, Video Music Awards, which is mm-hmm. obviously smart. Uh-huh. Um, and the main takeaways is that people are saying it's either I don't think it's Tom Cruise they're saying it's Tom Cruise but I don't think it's him Mark Wahlberg that is like the number one because I guess he talks about having like a spiritual advisor 
Mark Wahlberg has a spiritual advisor. You know, like she had a crush on him for a while. He was really big in like the 90s and stuff. Everything yep. about Mark Wahlberg like lines up. There are several other little points where it's like, okay, it's Mark Wahlberg. So I think Jessica Simpson's paramour. Oh, I guess I answered this question. I'm sorry. But uh, do we think it's Mark Wahlberg, I guess? Is the question. I can see that. That feels yeah. right for like their levels of fame at the time right. and like his personality. Except, <laughs> yes. I would not call totally. him a massive movie star. I think yes. that's giving maybe him a little too much time, credit. Time. I feel like maybe. maybe. Yeah. I feel like he was at some point. Wow. Yeah. I actually think the two of them make a lot of sense. There's yeah. like yeah. certain celebrities that go together. That's a good start, guess. Yeah. That's really good. Did was there any other guesses? I. This is really interesting. People were like, I hope it's Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm all for these celebrities. Even though she's she's not that old, like reflecting on her life. Like I want all of these details. Like, and yeah. I she, need someone like you yeah. to place them for me. Right. Do the always research. interested every time. <laughs> oh, I just looked time. at this online. But yeah, I I know. I, I love a good memoir, you know? Yeah. Some I need juicy I gossip. Need another Lindsay Lohan like um list. Just yeah. list. That's all I'm, Me I too. Another one. I Me need too. Jessica Simpson. That would be cool. Yeah. <sighs> well, you solved it. That was one of our, we <laughs> often so don't sorry. find answers. Yeah. So that's a Damn. great way to wrap this pot up. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you to Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kay Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.